Well, hi there, Dre. Hello, Peter. Are we ready to go digging with Peter? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. Well, this week we are talking about the last studio album recorded by Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros from 2003. This is Streetcore. All right. Do you know anything about Joe Strummer or the Mescaleros or anything whatsoever? Nope, not a thing. All right, not a thing. Okay. Um, do you know anything about The Clash? I've heard of The Clash. Okay, so The Clash, as you might have heard sometime in the, in the back of your head, were pretty foundational punk band, British punk during the formed in like the mid 70s and joe strummer was among the founding members and one of the more important players in that after the clash dissolved sometime in the mid 80s he did a number of his own different projects and eventually formed this group the mescaleros so one of the things that i didn't realize about this particular album before I started looking into it for, for this show, was that I did not realize that this was the last album Joe Strummer worked on before he died. And in fact, it wasn't done when he died. They recorded some tracks, recorded some parts of tracks, uh, and then it was basically finished up by a couple other members, Martin Slattery and Scott Shields, and then released in October of 2003 We've had a we've had a number of other albums that we talked about so far where where we could say yeah the the guy who did this had problems with alcohol had problems with heroin had problems with like domestic violence all sorts of you know big rock star kind of problems yeah yeah, yeah Joe Strummer despite being despite what you might think a punk rock musician would have problems with he did not have problems with any of those things oh wow and he did not die as a result of like a drug overdose or a violent incident no apparently he had a congenital heart defect that wasn't discovered until he died oh wow and he was only 50 years old when that happened it's like playing a thousand ways to die i probably got this album uh, well, I know I downloaded it from eMusic, probably not that long after the after the album dropped on eMusic at the time. I don't know if they still operate this way, but at the time, you basically paid a, a subscription rate and you got X number of download credits per month. I don't remember if they rolled over or not, or if you had to like use them all by the end of the month, but I think this was one of those where I was like, okay, I've got... 10 download credits left and this album is 10 credits long and it looks like it's got pretty good reviews so i think i'm getting this album because it looks interesting <laughs> but anyway as a result of the way this album had to be finished up there are a number of of tracks on this album where maybe joe strummer had only put down like an initial vocal track and it wasn't supposed to be the final vocal track it was like like something put down for timing or or just to give the the other band members something to work off of mm. there are there are a couple on here where you can hear that 
either it's a little bit raw or maybe he they use maybe a little too much auto tune on it just to get things sounding kind of in the right direction. Which ones? Are, see, now I want to go. Which ones are those? Well, I don't know. It, every place I look, it doesn't actually specify. I'm going to have to go listen again. I have a feeling silver and gold might be one just because of the way it ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that uh, that particular track and Redemption Song are the only two covers on the album. Everything else was written by Joe Strummer himself or was written by him and the other band members for this album. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of like Long Shadow, which Strummer co-wrote, but it was originally ten- intended for Johnny Cash, I think. Now that we have some back some backstory here. Tell me what you thought when you heard it. It felt familiar. It sounded familiar, but I think just in the way that it sounded, like something about it was familiar, but it wasn't exactly these songs in this group because I've never heard any of these. Mm-hmm. I know you've heard Redemption Song, but you haven't heard it well, yeah. by these guys. Yeah, not by these guys. Okay. So it was... It was interesting because I was so busy trying to figure out, like, why does it sound familiar wherever I heard this from? And I just can't place it. It definitely touches on a lot of a lot of very straightforward rock tropes and themes. When I when I listen to this on some tracks, I hear little pieces of reggae. I hear little pieces of like ska just kind of just kind of hinted here and there. Yeah, but the the album as a whole is a really nice straightforward rock album and i think it's you can just let it play yeah and it's it's good i think knowing some of the backstory about how it's how it had to be put together kind of makes it a little more sad i mean that's colored differently it's hard to know how much this would have changed like if joe strummer had gotten a few more takes of some vocal tracks because like when you get to like redemption song, it sounds like they had to do a little extra post-processing on the, on the vocal, but it still sounds really good. It sounds heartfelt. That see, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I like, I love the redemption song. I didn't like this version of it. I enjoyed getting to hear a different acoustic a little bit Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to learn how to play it and it's difficult, Mm -hmm. but this one, I was just, mm-mm. so yeah, I kind of okay. checked out a little bit. It's okay. It's okay <laughs> to not like it. Was Was there anybody else in your house listening to this with you? No, I was by myself this time. I guess it didn't really hit me that much, this album. It started off all right, and then it kind of went away, and it came back, and then it went away, and then it came back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was up and down listening to this one. All right. Well, let's let's start with the, the less good before we get on to the more good. I, I, you've already said that Redemption Song here does not do it for you. And I actually counted there are exactly five songs that I enjoyed and five that I didn't care for as much. Okay, 50-50. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't horrible. All right, so Redemption Song is a no-go. What else? Yeah, that. Long Shadow wasn't doing it for me. Mm -hmm. And Arms Aloft, Burning Streets, Mm -hmm. and Silver and Gold. I just check out when those are on. Like, I heard them, but I, I didn't care. But it threw me off, because, like, the first two, I was really, really, like, okay, I might like this with Coma Girl, and then get down Moses. I'm like, okay, I still might like it, and then it kind of drifted away from me. But then when 
Ramshackle Day Parade came on. I'm like, oh, this is such a pretty song. It was just so pretty to me. So it made me check back in for a second. And Ramshackle Day Parade was is one of the couple on here that I really don't think work all that well. I think it's so pretty. Coma Girl, the first few times I heard it, I was like, this really sounds like something Bruce Springsteen would be playing. Yeah, I didn't make that connection because I don't know Bruce all that well either. <laughs> yeah, I'm I am not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I he's a he's an, one of those artists I appreciate but don't necessarily want to go out of my way to hear. When you when you first started listening to this album the first time, I remember you must have been just like one or two tracks into this and you you dropped me a message saying, "Yeah, this is this is pretty good. I can get into this." Yeah, was it the first two tracks? I'm like, "All right, this is all right." <laughs> yeah, so so you started off strong and then it just kind of yeah, it just fell off. And I'm like, oh, what happened? This yeah, album we, we felt really have... 90s to me. This felt really 90s to you? In what way? Yeah, I was. it reminded me of like Clueless after they graduate or something. <laughs> I'm not sure I hear that. Can you explain? It was the reggae mixed in with the rock. Then it gave me like the Clueless thing in my head. Because that's what I was thinking of at the beginning. And then it kept coming back to that. Like, even with the Redemption song, whenever I hear rock and reggae together, I think of, like, 90s teenage movies. Hmm. And I don't know why. Because that's how they sound. Listen to their music. It's like rock and reggae all the time. Okay. And I don't know any of the artists and and the music festivals that I like going to. This Mm -hmm. sounds like what they play during the day when I'm walking around, like the, the bands that are on the smaller stages the the acts that you didn't go to see yeah but they're the ones you walk around you're like oh let me check them out maybe you might find something nice that's what this Mm. reminded me of this album would have been a lot stronger if they just if they cut it down a little bit and made it like an ep instead of a full album yes they could get rid of some of these songs yeah i think we would disagree (laughs) on On which which tracks which tracks would make the best EP? I mean, I would take Ramshackle Day Parade off. I'd like that song by itself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that, just pretty to me, so but it doesn't just, fit. Yeah, it caught my ear because I kind of checked out and then it was like, oh, what's that? That just brought oh, me back. They're still playing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. I am not a historian. I'm just a guy who has way too much music and loves way too much music. So... I did look up a couple couple different albums, uh, uh, sorry, a couple different reviews for this album just to mm-hmm. get a feel for what people thought. And the problem I have is that because I'm not necessarily taking artists' work like in the order they release them or necessarily even in the order that they intended to be heard, is I don't necessarily get all the context behind changes. And there there were a number of critics who seemed to seem to think that this album was something like a return to form. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got a couple albums by The Clash, and I've got this album with him and the Mescaleros and one other. I don't really know what happened to him in between, because this basically that's basically two albums from near the beginning of his music career and two albums near the end. And if this is a return to form, I don't know what I'm missing in the middle that he's returning from. He was in and involved with a number of other bands in between. You got some homework to do now? Yeah, I probably have some homework to do. <laughs> I think it's a 
album worth listening to. It's a nice sunny afternoon, lazy day album to listen to. So with that in mind, do you think you can give it a you can give it a score? Oh, and this is a cop out. I'm giving it a five because I like exactly half of the songs on it. Boom. <laughs> if you liked all ten songs, it'd be a ten. No, we wouldn't do that either. Well then. <laughs> If only you knew that all of my ratings have nothing to do with the previous ratings. Well, I'll go ahead and give this one a seven because it's not one that I have to, because it's not one that I feel like I have to equivocate on. I like this album and it's not even I have to justify liking this album despite certain things. There are tracks I don't really care for and we've talked about that, but as a whole, the album stands up pretty well enough to be a seven. So if it's playing, are you skipping anything? Um, I think the only one I would actively skip is just that um, Midnight Jam one. And that's just because it feels like the musical equivalent of a sitcom clip show. All of those little spoken word parts weren't recorded for this. They were, they're just clips of Joe Strummer from the radio program that he hosted. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, the, the music isn't bad on it. It just feels like they just stuck a bunch of stuff together and called it a day. All right. You know, the the thing here is that we keep going through one of these a week. And I had hoped when we started that this the number of albums available to us would start going down. And it's but not. you can't stop buying music and adding music, Peter. And, I cannot stop myself. This is really a problem. It's never going to stop. You realize this, right? Hey, Google, give me a number between 1 and 2055. 1,804. We're going on on a little different path this time. We are going to be listening to The Great Divide by Willie Nelson. You sound like you're not sure what to make of this. I've heard Willie Nelson's name so many times and not once ever in my life have I listened to anything. Well, (laughs) guess what you're going to do now? That's our show for today. Uh, Please rate and review us on whatever platform you hear us on. And as usual, thank you to Dre for joining me and thank you for joining us. Until next time, be good to your music. It's been good to you. Mm-hmm.